After three days of losses, markets returned to positive territory, spurred on by Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke's comment that the Fed is prepared to do more stimulus if the economy falters. News Corporation added 58 cents after the beleaguered media giant announced it will abandon a bid for full control of a British satellite broadcaster. And the Dow gained 45 points, closing at 12,492. The Nasdaq rose 15 points, ending at 2,797. The S&P 500 ticked up four points, finishing at 1,318. Stock portfolio managers say investors are keeping a close watch on Washington and the halting negotiations over raising the debt ceiling. Jeffrey Cleveland, senior economist with the investment management firm Payton and Regal, says investors and money managers expect the president and lawmakers will come to an agreement, but the debate isn't helping overall confidence. This does leave a cloud of uncertainty hanging over not just the market, but the economy. So there's this big question of what's going to happen next. And I think that does uh, make investors uh, more hesitant than otherwise would be the case. Cleveland says everyone's focused on what could happen if the nation defaults on its debts, but few are talking about the long-term economic effects from a deficit reduction deal. Unless you are a CEO or run your own business, you probably have a boss. If you're lucky, you enjoy working with your manager. But for many of us, the boss we have isn't necessarily the boss we want. Is there a way for you to have a better relationship with your boss? Linda Hill runs the Leadership Initiative at Harvard Business School, where she is also a professor. Welcome to the Financial 411. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you today. You wrote in an online column for the Harvard Business Review that you should test the assumption that it's your boss who sets the tone. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that one of our responsibilities when we are in whatever role we're in is to make sure that we do all we can do to create the conditions for our success. And that means understanding who you are dependent on to get your job done and building effective work relationships with those individuals. And clearly, if you don't have an effective work relationship with your boss, it's going to be rather difficult for you to be effective and perform and accomplish what you want to accomplish. So when you say that one should test the assumption that it's your boss who sets the tone, how do you do that? The way that you test the assumption is you basically have to inquire. I think often we think we are supposed to be relatively passive in this relationship and that the boss sort of tells us how the relationship would be. But unless the boss really understands what will allow you to be effective on your job, the boss may or may not uh, come up with the right way of your working together. So I think you are actually helping your boss understand, if you're building a partnership with your boss, that unless you help me, boss, by doing things this way or answering these questions for me or clarifying these matters, I cannot make sure that we're both successful. Can an employee really manage up and change their boss, change their style, either a, a boss who's volatile or a boss who sends conflicting messages or a boss who never follows up on the things she says she's going to do? Well, if I could step back and say the following, what you need to do in all work relationships is what you're trying to do is build relationships based on mutual trust. And there are three dimensions of trust. The first dimension is really an assessment of whether a person is well-intended and their character. Are they trying to do the right thing? The second dimension is whether or not a person is competent. Do they know what the right, right thing to do is? And the third dimension is really about influence. Can the person get it done? So if you are working for a boss who fundamentally is are not credible with you and you don't trust them because of their intentions or your sense you don't perceive that their intentions are honorable, I think those kinds of relationships are very difficult to repair. And chances are you're going to lose in that one. 
The second kind, if it's about competence, the boss doesn't really know what the right thing to do is. You know, frankly, many of us are working in circumstances when we don't really know what the right thing to do is. When it really is a judgment call, or there's so much change around us, we're all learning at the same time. So in that instance, I would kind of ask myself if the boss is behaving this way because the boss really doesn't know what to do, and frankly, uh, I don't either, and we're all learning, then how do I sort of behave in ways that I can be of assistance to the boss because if the boss doesn't figure it out, I'm, gonna, I'm also going to have trouble. If on the other hand, it's the last one, the boss can't get it done because there have been maybe restructuring or whatever and the boss doesn't have the kind of influence, then the question is, do you have some social capital you can use to help get it done? Linda Hill is a professor at Harvard Business School. Her latest book is Being the Boss. For more information, check out our website, wnyc.org, where you will also find links to the Harvard Business Review and more articles by Professor Hill, as well as others. Thanks so much, Professor Hill, for joining us. Thank you. And one final note, the fan who returned Derek Jeter's ball from his 3,000th hit will get a bit of personal memorabilia, his own baseball card. Tops will produce a trading card featuring Christian Lopez that will be included in sets later this year. Company VP for Sports Mark Saper says Tops employees were impressed by Lopez's selfless act. Now, will he have to pay income taxes on that baseball card? You're listening to the 411 here on WNYC.